everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Gotera. As always, thanks for stopping by. Hope you guys had a great weekend, that you accomplished everything that you had on your honeydew list. My list is several weeks long. There's no way I was ever going to get to it. I've got so much stuff on my plate right now that it's going to take me a couple of months to get through all the stuff that's on my to-do list, but that is life. Hope you guys got accomplished everything that you needed to do. Let's get the business matters out of the way first. Go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't done so already, what are you waiting for? This way you get alerted to all my new episodes. Posted a couple last week to end the week after my hiatus, my break after the Arctic blast. Full disclosure time, this is the second recording of this podcast, episode 46. This is the second recording of this podcast. I had recorded this right before this version So this is my setup. If you guys have heard the podcast before, I record this in my car. Because in my current situation, I don't really have a spot to record stuff. I've got a couple of kids in the house. The audio quality is not going to be great unless I stand in a closet. And I'd rather not stand in a closet for 20 minutes. So I sit in my car, record this on my TV camera, and then I post it online. That's how I do it. That's the process. So you can go ahead and laugh if you want, if you envision that. Uh, me sitting in a car talking to a microphone to nobody. That's that's exactly what's happening during these podcasts. Anyway, so I take the card out of the camera, put it into the machine, into my computer to start editing, and poof! Nothing there. 25-minute podcast, totally gone. You know why it was gone? Because I took the card out of the camera without turning it off. And with the equipment that I use, apparently that is a problem I forgot that that was a problem, and I took it out because I had to post this thing rather quickly, and there was nothing on the card. 25-minute podcast, totally gone. So here we are recording this whole thing again from the beginning. So fun. That's a good way to start the week. It's dreary outside. It's 55 degrees. Mercy me. Uh, Sometimes we all need a vacation, huh? Just need a little bit of a vacation. Just maybe a day. Maybe two days just to kind of just go to a hotel somewhere and just think about nothing. But I digress. We start the week. It's 55 degrees outside. It's raining. But luckily, at the end of the week, it's supposed to be a lot better weather. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Got a lot to do this week, a lot to do this month. And for me, although the weather is nice in March, there's two times of the year that my allergies start to flare up. One of them is March. The tree pollen starts falling. You see all that yellow crap on your car. And that's when I know I'm in trouble. So I have to go get a steroid shot to boost the immune system. That helps me get through the month of March, April, when the weather is really nice. Then September, October, when the weather is super nice again. Tree pollen hits. Bam! Energy. Energy. I need energy. Allergy shot. Steroid shot. Then I'm good to go. So that's where we are. Okay, let's get to the topics at hand. I was going to talk about the Rockets, right? Rockets just coming off of a 49-point loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. They look terrible. I mean, they started fine, but then they just completely fell apart. Their 11th straight loss. They haven't won since February 4th when they beat Memphis on the road. That's when Christian Wood got hurt. They've been a complete disaster ever since. And now they're stuck in this no-man's land of NBA basketball. So that was going to be my main topic. But instead, we have to talk about the news of the day. 
And the news of the day is J.J. Watt picking his new football team. And it was a stunner. I was shocked. A lot of people online were shocked. J.J. going on Twitter, on Instagram, posting, Source, me. And he's wearing an Arizona Cardinals shirt. So he is going to the desert to play with the Arizona Cardinals and reunite with DeAndre Hopkins out there in the desert. It was a stunning move. I'm not going to lie. I thought he was going to pick somewhere like Green Bay. Not because it's closer to home, but because he's that team is closer to winning a championship. There are other teams that are closer to winning a championship too. But he goes and picks Arizona, which you can argue is maybe the third best team in that division. They have a promising future. No, don't get me wrong. Kyler Murray at quarterback, obviously with DeAndre Hopkins there. They have a couple of nice pieces. Christian Kirk, wide receiver. Defense has some nice young weapons too. But I, I, I never even thought, I never even heard Arizona in the mix as rumored teams. I mean, we kept hearing about Green Bay. We kept hearing about Tennessee, even Tampa, uh, Buffalo. And look, I totally understand why you wouldn't go to Buffalo. Buffalo, living in Buffalo stinks, I would imagine. I mean, especially during the wintertime. And that's where he's going to be staying most of the time in Buffalo. I would I wouldn't want to play in that, you know, cold weather all the time either. I get that, but that team's really good, and they were one win away from getting to a Super Bowl. So that's why a lot of folks. So I'd love to hear JJ's rationale. I mean, I'm not questioning his decision on going there. It's his choice. Whatever he can do, whatever he wants. This is the first time he got to be a free agent, so I'm sure he enjoyed the process. Although it was probably stressful hearing from all these teams. But for me. If you're going to win a championship, if the goal was to win a championship, I would not have gone to Arizona. Green Bay was one win away from going to a Super Bowl as well. So I would have gone to Green Bay. I think it would have been a cool storybook ending. But again, you have the cold weather climate. Maybe J.J. doesn't want to play in that. Maybe he wants to play in a controlled atmosphere more times than not. That's what you're going to be doing in Arizona. You play on the West Coast. You'll have to go up to Seattle, sure. But you, you play the Rams. And you play the 49ers. So it's a little bit more control weather-wise. And look, I'm going to be honest. I've been to Arizona three or four times. I love it. I know it gets kind of hot, hot as hell, actually, during the summertime. But you're not playing football in those hot as hell conditions. And you get some nice property out there. I can, I can see J.J. Kalia building a, you know, a nice, nice home out there uh, in, in Arizona. The, the, the stucco, the design. I, I could see it. I could totally see it. I'd love to retire there. I think it'd be really nice to retire there. They got the mountains. You can go hiking, some outdoor activities. Really cool. I love it. You're close to California if you want to kind of, you know, dip your toe in the Hollywood uh, situation like JJ's done before. I think he's got a future in that. So, and plus, he's getting a lot of money. He's getting paid a lot of money. He's getting a two year, $31 million contract, 23 of which, excuse me, is guaranteed. So, he's getting paid a lot of money. And now you have to wonder where Deshaun Watson is going to go. That's the next question. We've talked about this on the Friday episode of the podcast. Deshaun is sitting back looking at his two buddies, J.J. and DeAndre, over there in Arizona. It's like that meme from uh, SpongeBob, right? Uh, everybody's playing outside, and you've got the, I can't remember his name, Squidward? I think it's Squidward, I guess. I, I wasn't a big SpongeBob guy, but I, I, it la- I laugh every time I see it. He's kind of looking through the uh, cage at his two friends uh, playing outside. Uh, so that's what Deshaun must be thinking. Well, these guys are linking up, trying to win a Super Bowl over there in Arizona. What's my situation? Well, for me, as I said, I touched on it on Friday. Go listen to that podcast episode if you want. For me, it's time to trade Deshaun Watson. We saw a column from John McClain over the weekend in the Houston Chronicle making the case to try to trade him. Look, I get, 
I get you kind of want to try to salvage the situation, but as of right now, football-wise, it, it, it does not make sense to keep Deshaun. It, it doesn't. There are people that say the only way they'll trade Deshaun is, is if he goes to Jacksonville for the number one overall pick. I, I mean, I don't really care if it's number one, number two, number three, whether it's Jacksonville, Carolina, you got the Jets, the Dolphins, time to trade him. Get the draft capital that you need to rebuild this situation. Okay. Even if you keep Deshaun, you're still going to stink. Your defense is awful. Your offense is okay, but it's it's they're not going to win you a Super Bowl. You're not going to win a division with that offense and no defense. You're going to have to score 40, 45 points a game, and that's not going to happen, right? Especially with, you know, Tim Kelly as the offensive coordinator. There's nothing really different there. Yeah, there's some new, you know, concepts that David Culley can bring. It doesn't matter. This is a wasted situation. You got to trade Deshaun now. Let him go his his own way. He doesn't want to be here anymore. Time to rebuild this thing because it's a full rebuild from the ground up, brick by brick, as Cal McNair said in that press conference introducing uh, Nick Casario. Brick by brick, got to build a wall. Brick by brick, as tone deaf as that the comment was. So yeah, it's time to trade Deshaun Watson. JJ off to Arizona. Good luck to him. It'll be uh, interesting. And, you know, one of the other things about Arizona, we, you know, somebody brought it, I think it was Seth Payne that brought this up on Twitter, and it was a great point, um, that the defensive coordinator in Arizona is Vance Joseph, who was the DB's coach here in Houston during J.J.'s first three years in the league under Wade Phillips. J.J. loved that time when he played on the Bulls on parade with Wade Phillips. They were getting after the quarterback a lot. He really flourished under that system. Maybe that's what he sees over there in uh, Arizona, that he can be a part of that and Vance Joseph can help him um, and vice versa. He can help Vance Joseph create a pretty good defense out there in the desert. It'll be fun to watch. That division is going to be real good. The Cardinals didn't even make the playoffs this year. I know they struggled there towards the end of the season, but they were on track. Kyler Murray at one point was an MVP contender. But then he uh, he got hurt, he got banged up. So they kind of had some issues towards the end of the season. I think it's going to be a real interesting watch. I can see it already. It's going to be a fun team to root for if you're a Texans fan because your team is going to be awful next year. So it's might going to latch on to a team like Arizona. They're going to be fun to watch. going to be good to uh, cheer on J.J. Hopefully he gets his chance at the ring that he's hoping for and get paid too in the process. So good luck to J.J. Um, always going to be a fan favorite here. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to Canton. Everybody's going to cheer for him. I hope one day to go to the Hall of Fame, if I'm still doing this whole TV thing, whenever he does go into the Hall of Fame, I hope to go to Canton and cover that. I think that would be really fun. I was in Cooperstown for Craig Biggio's induction, and I think uh, J.J.'s going in. Not that he's going in as a Texan, but primarily his best years were with the Texans, three times the Defensive Player of the Year. So hopefully he uh, has some success in Arizona. We'll be rooting for him, that's for sure. And as DeAndre Hopkins said, they can uh, finish what they started here in Houston over there in Arizona. So best of luck to J.J., good luck to him. Uh, on another note, the other topic that I was going to talk about today, let's switch gears a little bit, was the Rockets. The Rockets, oh, God, where do we where do we go with the Rockets, man? I feel bad for the state of that team. 
I really do, and more so for Steven Silas. I mean, yesterday they lost to the Memphis Grizzlies by 49 points. This was Sunday, so if you're listening to this a couple of days. So Sunday's game, they lost to Memphis by 49 points. It's very hard to lose by 49 points in the NBA. I saw the final score. I saw a little bit of the game at the beginning. It was looking good, and then I caught the final score after I had I had some, a lot of stuff to do at night. I couldn't watch the rest of the game. I saw the final score at the end. I'm like, oh, my God, mercy me. You lost by 49 points. What the hell happened? Well, anyway, they just got their just butts kicked by Memphis. They couldn't get back on defense. They gave up like 32 fast break points in three quarters. They couldn't rebound. It was just a mess. And uh, Coach Steven Silas, God bless him, man. He's got a tough situation on his hands here, but he was very frustrated after the game. This was uh, embarrassing, but it just caved in on us. And the shot, the, excuse me, the missing of shots, is really plaguing us this season to go four for 45 from three is like, I don't even, there's not a word for it, but um, I told the guys today after the game that they're tight. They want it so bad that they just are like, you don't miss this many shots without like having some sort of tightness in your emotions, your body, whatever, because you want it, you want to make it so bad. And the belief that I have in this group doesn't waver, hasn't wavered. Um, and that's what I told them. So we have an opportunity tomorrow to rectify it against Cleveland who beat us the other night. And uh, we've got to do better, 100% better. But um, the shot stuff is is uh, it's hard. So Coach Silas came to Houston thinking that he'd have Russell Westbrook and James Harden, both of which spoke up for him, neither of which decided to stay around to help the coach. They pieced out of here and quit on the team, quit on the Rockets, quit on the city. And so there are new situations. The Wizards aren't winning anything, but Harden's looking good, right? So let's talk about the Rockets because that's what matters most here in town. They're about to enter what I call no man's land, the NBA abyss. Because aside from the Golden State Warriors, let's talk about the champions of the NBA in, what, the recent memory. Aside from Golden State, who built their team from the draft with Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. Yeah, they added Kevin Durant later. That's fine. But those three, their big three were picked up through the draft. So you have to think that the Rockets are going to have a very tough time finding three elite players like that in the draft, right? Three impact players. Steph Curry, MVP. Uh, Clay Thompson was excellent. The problem is, the problem is that the product in the NBA, aside from the cream of the crop, right? You've got like top tier NBA players that are that are great. The rest of it is all watered down. These guys that are coming out of college, I mean, I, I'm not a huge follower of college basketball. I follow the Cougars and the, the, the local scene here a little bit. But aside from, you know, guys like Zion that break through every couple of years, but even a guy like Zion, you think like Zion is going to lead you to an NBA championship? No. No, he's not. 
He's not going to be that guy. Every now and then you'll you'll find pieces, right? You got like a Donovan Mitchell that was drafted by Utah. He's developed into a nice player. Point is that it's going to be a long haul. This is not an easy fix. So the Rockets have to decide what they want to do. They have Victor Oladipo, they have Christian Wood, and they have John Wall with other factors of Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker's not going to be here. Even if he gets traded, if he doesn't get traded during the season, he's not going to resign here. He's gone. Eric Gordon, at this point, what's the what's what's the point of having Eric Gordon on the team? You have Christian Wood, who's still developing as a player, and you have John Wall under contract. He's got a lot of money. I don't think somebody's going to take on that contract. They offered Victor Oladipo a two-year, $42 million contract, which he turned down. Imagine being in a position where you could turn down $21 million a year. I would love to be in that position. I'm kind of jealous that I'm not in that position where you get the opportunity to turn down a $21 million a year contract. He wants a longer contract, so he's betting on himself, right? He was going to become a free agent at the end of the year. The Rockets might offer him a, a contract, but at this point, it goes back to my decision on what the Rockets have to do. Is it worth signing these guys to big money contracts? Are you going to win a championship? Are you going to contend in the Western Conference with those three players? John Wall, Christian Wood, Victor Oladipo as your main guys. I don't know if you are. And if you've decided that you're not going to contend, because, I mean, is it good enough to get into the playoffs as the 6, 7, 8 seed? I mean, that, that does nothing for you. I mean, very rarely do you see a team, I mean, the last one that comes to mind with the Rockets, their second championship, a sixth seed going all the way to the NBA championship and winning it. But in this day and age, in the NBA, this day and age, you, you have to be top one, two, three. You have to have home court advantage. I mean, that's where you have to be to win a championship. I mean, meddling around, being a six, seven, eight, even nine, ten. I mean, that does nothing for you because then – if you get in the playoffs, you're going to get crushed in the first round. Let's say you do even win. You're not going to get past the second, realistically speaking. And then if you're a 9, 10, 11 team, you're not awful enough that your chances in the NBA draft lottery increase. So you're just kind of meddling, right? So it's a tough situation for the Rockets to be in. I, I, I mean, it's a full rebuild there, too. I think it's time to blow it up. You're not going to get rid of John Wall. Like I said, they're not going to take his contract. It'll be interesting to see Christian Wood and see how he develops Maybe he's a guy that you can build around, right? Get some players in the draft, you know, develop them as well. See what you can form here. I think Coach Silas is going to be a good coach. He's got a good basketball mind. But I, there's no reason to sign Victor Oladipo to that kind of money. I mean, why? I mean, there's no – you're not going to win. And that's my thing. You're not going to win. So it's a full rebuild mode for the Texans. It's a full rebuild mode for the Rockets. Call me crazy. I think the Texans have a better shot at contending sooner than the Rockets based on the way the leagues are set up, right? I think the Rockets entering this NBA, you know, abyss, as I like to call it, this no man's land, it's going to take a long time for them to convince a player to come here a star player, because that star player has to see that they're ready to win, and the Rockets are not ready to win at all right now. Uh, the Texans, though, if they trade Deshaun Watson, they get a lot of draft capital immediately. They get some impact players. Maybe a quarterback just, you know, shines. I mean, Justin Fields or anybody. Who knows? I mean, you get a guy that all of a sudden starts playing really good football, get some good pieces for that defense. David Culley's not going to be the coach here of the future. So once he's gone, you get a guy that's brought in, a good football mind, a better football mind, a guy that can, you know, uh, the players have faith in. Not that 
you know, David, I have no idea what David Culley's going to bring, but I know he's not the coach of the future, that's for sure. So this is a full rebuild, but I think that that situation can turn around a lot quicker than the Rockets. But it will be tough. Thank God for the Astros. Dynamo are always rebuilding. That's another team. They're always rebuilding. I don't even know when they're going to be good. They have a good coach, but I don't know if their front office, they don't spend any money. I don't know if their front office is is making the right moves to contend now. I mean, you have to spend some money, and the Dynamo never spend any money. So thank God for the Astros. I think they can win this division again, and uh, and and that's the longest season of the year, right? So we've got some good baseball to watch. The other products are going to be pretty tough. The Texans are going to be terrible once they trade Deshaun Watson. I'm in that camp right now. Let's get rid of them. Let's start the rebuild and see where we go uh, from here. The final story I wanted to talk about, and this is uh, this is something that I saw during the week last week, and I thought it was fake, honestly. I'm sure you guys saw this picture floating around. If you have not seen this story, go to my Twitter page. I posted it, I think it was Saturday night, uh, my Twitter page. So I saw these pictures floating around of these kids, the high school band members, sitting in these green pods inside, inside the building, inside green pods playing their instrument. And the, the one image that stuck out to me was uh, the poor kid playing the tuba. He was kind of all, like, scrunched up. He's like, oh, my God, I'm just, he was stuck in this thing. Apparently, that school district has decided, okay, so the kids are back. They're playing in the band, but the best way to stop the spread of COVID, instead of the air coming through the instruments, is to put them in these green pods. That does not make much sense to me. Okay, first of all, you're going to have to have some ventilation in these pods, right? So there's going to be an opening, so then the air is still going to get out. So what's the point of being in the pod? Whatever. I'm not going to try to justify their uh, their decision to put these kids in pods, but I saw these images and I thought they were fake. I thought they were photoshopped. I was like, there's no way this can be real. We've seen some pretty ridiculous things during these COVID times, but th- this one, for me, because I was in the marching band too, just really stuck out. I was like, this is, this is just so ridiculous. You know, I talked to friends that live in other parts of the country, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, for I mean, there's still situations where, you know, businesses are closed. Kids are not in school. We're fortunate in Texas. I know Florida has been been good, too. Uh, open things up. Let let people kind of get out. It's good for your mental health. It's good to, you know, let people be the ones to make the decisions. Let folks take control of their businesses. A lot of these a lot of these businesses have shut down over the years. I mean, over the last year and a half, and I just feel terrible for this. I've talked about this on the podcast before. There are still kids that are not in school. There are still kids that are not in school from last March. What is that doing to those children? If my son was of age to be in an elementary school or junior high, he would be in school right now. And I know most of the kids here in, in Texas are back in school, which is great. It is. There's no reason to keep kids out of school. Okay, it... The science backs up the data. The data is right there. The science backs it up. The schools are not super spreader areas. I mean, children are not super spreaders. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, I, I see these schools still closed and I just feel bad for the children. I feel bad for the parents. I feel bad for the parents that have to find childcare. They have to work. They have to find, it's just a, a tough situation. Anyway, I digress to this, uh, these pictures that I saw in Washington State. So I thought it was fake, but then Saturday night I saw the video. It's not fake. These kids are really in pods playing the instruments, and I pick, I click on the video, which, again, you can see on my Twitter page. I click on the video, 
and they're playing my college fight song, Go You Northwestern, and it just hit me. It's so surreal that these kids are playing my college fight song, a, a song that I love so much, and they're playing it in pods. It just looks so ridiculous. It's so surreal. Please go check out the video. I feel bad for these kids, man. There's no reason for them to be playing in these pods. I die. Oh, God, there's so many things that have gone and that have happened during this pandemic, man. Oh, I can't wait for all this to be done. I know we had this Arctic blast here and a lot of people talking about the energy and the electric bills and the electric crisis that we had here. This pandemic is still going on, man. And I just I just I want to be done with this, man. I want to get back to what we were doing before. I don't even know if it's going to be like that anymore. Uh, but I sure hope it comes close because I, it's time to move on and it's time to get back to uh, a normal uh, sense of, of life that we had before after this pandemic. Whew, man, I can't wait. Anyway, that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. Hope you tune in later this week. I have a couple of guests lined up. Hopefully we can get them on board. And eventually I'm going to have a video element to this. Oh, one more thing. Go ahead and check out my Twitter feed, my Facebook feed too. Uh, Monday motivation for you. I did a story on a 70-year-old CrossFit athlete. Man, the guy is killing it. He's running circles around these young people at this CrossFit gym over there in Beaumont. And he's a Houston attorney. His name is Scott Mann. He is awesome. I want to be like that dude, man. I was I was editing this story, and I was like, oh, my God, I got to get back in the gym. I got to do something productive with my life because this dude is absolutely killing it. So go check out that story. It was a fun one. I got some high school things to do later today. Hopefully you guys have a nice night, and I will talk to you when I talk to you. See you soon. Bye.